tyre power. Winning deals always. MG, coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. This is SENSA Summer Breakfast with Jared Walsh and Bryce Gibbs. Happy Thursday, 10 minutes past 8, 36 degrees today. We are here. Thanks to more Team Ford at Mount Barker for V6 Ranger. Bryce Gibbs, it's our last show together today. As we mentioned, Bryce is sticking around as part of the SENSA family on Saturday mornings with Tom Lyon and uh, across the year too. So this is the last you'll hear. We did actually get a message on our text line, 0427 It's fantastic that Mark Bickley is coming to SEN. His footy expertise is great to listen to. That is from Mark from (laughs) Summerton Park, I believe. So, Mark Bickley, we can officially say welcome to SENSA. Thank you, Jared. And look, as I was driving in and listening to you boys, I I was very glad to be starting because Bryce gets better and better every week and I was worried that I wasn't going to have a position to come to. So, very happy to get in here and get the shoes under the table. There's a bit of pressure because um, Bryce and I are having a great time and (laughs) I found that um, he's funny, um, attractive and uh, has a really good insight. So, it's... Zero out of three, aren't (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a half on the last one. Can you you sing though, Bix? No, no. A bit of of karaoke on... Once again, Jared knows me reasonably well and he knows that I'm not funny and so he doesn't want to put people through that. I think you are quite funny and the, the listeners are going to get to know a, a different side of you, which I think is fantastic because for for the people who have been listening to you in other media areas, because you've had a really stellar media career once you finished playing. Well, you did, but I think a lot of people forget that you were a, a staple of the the Sunday footy show, which was a brilliant show on on Channel 9 and then, of course, um, uh, in, in other media organisations. But um, your insight into sport, and I love your, your analytical look at what's happening in not just um, – um, AFL, but world sport too. And I'm sure you're looking forward to sharing that with the listeners. Yeah, and, and actually something happened yesterday. I'm sure everyone's aware of LeBron James becomes. We've spoken all, about it all show. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. But the one thing that I just noticed, which was slightly different, what's the comparison recently in the last 12 to 18 months in the AFL world? What was the comparison? Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. yeah becomes yeah. the all time greatest goal kicker. Yes. Look at the different ways that it was celebrated. Like firstly, uh, you know, like there was a thousand people ran onto the ground and, and obviously the security was a bit better and sort of more prepared for the LeBron scenario. But the thing that's really jumped off the page for me was when Buddy kicked that goal, who were the first 10 people to him? His teammates. Yeah. Like footy and Australians, we have this team culture. When LeBron shot the points, what did he do? Well, he just walked away he with his arms off, in the air. Yeah, and that's it. And no one went near him, did they? Where his, his teammates didn't really want to impede on that space because that was his space. So I just thought it was culturally Americans are just different to what we are as Australians. We, When we win something, we want to share it with people and, we, and, and there's a very much a team culture. I know basketball is a little bit more individualistic because there's only five players on a team. So the individuals do make more of an impact, but... I just thought that was interesting. None of his teammates rushed to him to celebrate with him. They just let him be because it was his moment and he just walked there and stood on his own. So- well, you, miss, you may have missed this earlier, but Gibbsy, you, you briefly said at the start of the show that the instruction was to kick the ball to Brendan Favola at Marvel Stadium, whatever it, it was then, um, in that match where Buddy kicked 100. Were you briefed pre-game, this is what will happen or this may happen if Fev kicks 100 goals? Because you were part of that whole experience. 
Yeah, they did say be prepared for everyone to run on the ground. So mm. we, we knew that was going to happen. Um, Fev needed about seven or eight, though. We knew Buddy was more than likely to get it. He only needed two or three, I think. So, um, yeah, that, they did give us a bit of a heads up on what to expect. And in that moment, it was absolute mayhem. And it was an absolute free-for-all. And, but... and I can remember, similarly, Tony Modra kicking his 100th goal. We played Fitzroy at Princess Park. We didn't really talk much about it. But the only thing we did say was, the crowd's going to come on. Let's get around mods. And if you get on YouTube and have a look at some vision, I just happened to be close. And Tony McGuinness was quite close. And so were all the other teammates. But, like, he kicked it. So we all ran there. And then all of everyone came on. And, of course, everyone's rubbing you on the head and whacking you. And, of course, then all the other players, they just drifted off. So yeah. it was Tony McGuinness and myself trying to protect mods. And he's getting grabbed and scragged and... But it is selfies weren't around back then either, so you didn't have to worry about um, people wanting photos. With you. I remember there was there was a Hawthorne player taking selfies in the goal square when Buddy kicked his one hundred in that game you played. Wasn't someone um, spreading ashes yeah. recently oh. with Buddy on, on <laughs> someone the, on the, the put a picnic rug down? As well. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it is great, mate. And what are you looking forward to um, this year? Obviously, it's your first day technically on SENSA, but there's a lot to look forward to when it comes to both of our footy teams. Where we did a podcast earlier where we spoke about different types mm. of pressure being on both of the sides, but we're getting close to that first ball being bounced. Yeah, look, we're talking a lot about um, match simulation. I've been down and watched uh, the Crows train a few times and there's no doubt they have improved. And I think the thing I mentioned last time was, you know, it's a bit like uh, you can improve, but every team's going to improve. So you got to, you have to improve at a quicker rate. And, and, um, and that's what everyone is sort of, you heard Marty Matner talk about it. You feel good at the moment because you're seeing your team out there, you're seeing your players and their their training well, but you still have to measure yourself against the other play, other teams in the competition. So I think both clubs are pretty happy with it, where they're at at the moment. The thing that I'm looking forward to, and, and as we get closer, and I know the teams are playing a, a scratch match pretty much on the 17th, so Friday week, is, is there's going to be a different look about the teams. Like, you know, I heard Rory Sloan trolling off half back. That's going to be a bit of a different look. How much will Rankin and Rochelle play through the midfield? The Crows' forward line looks really good. You know, you think about Fogarty, you know, who, who took a big step forward last year. Most people think that Phil Thorpe will improve. Walker is a really seasoned player. Then, you you know, you have that spreading of McAdam, Rankin and Rochelle with a bit of X factor. So, you know, that's going to look a whole lot different to what it has and a lot more dynamic than what it's looked like. And then Port Adelaide, uh, Travis Boak, the... The back half of last year, there was this sort of transformation where Rosie and Butters came into the midfield. So that was a changing of the garb. What do they do with Travis Boak? Because he's been such a great player. You know, most likely he's going to go back to that high half forward role, which is a really tough role to play. And 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 a selfless role when you've been, you know, the number one banana in the midfield for probably the last three or four years. So that's going to be interesting. Charlie Dixon, does he spend time in ruck? Does he go back to just being a pure forward again now that Lysette's back and playing? Junior Rioli... Uh, Jason Horn Francis, what sort of mix does Horn Francis spend time in the midfield? So this is the thing that's really exciting. If you're a fan, there's so much anticipation about what what could happen with your team this year, and that spreads across every team. Like Nat Fife, we're hearing that he's going to play as a pure forward. You know that's going to be pretty exciting. You know he's a big guy who can run out and catch it. Um, and you know I hope that you know he can kick 50 or 60 goals. I reckon that'll just breathe a whole new sort of breath of fresh air into WA footy and particularly Dockers supporters. 
right, let's address the elephant in the room very quickly before you go. And you've had a haircut. It looks fantastic. And you've got beautiful facial hair. Um, <laughs> when it was announced that you were joining SENSA, um, a lot of the Port fans who love me and will learn to love you said he's the guy that um, mm. uh, <laughs> caved in Daryl Wakeland's face. Now, you guys are good, right? You're fine now. You're tight. Everything's good. I think it's just important. You say you guys like each other and we need to move on from that. Yeah, well... When we say we like each other, I've come across Daryl a number of times yeah. and he's just a gentleman. Absolutely. Um, and and so, so are you though. So are you. That's <laughs> no. the thing. Yeah. Well, it's not something that I'm, I'm proud of at all. And um, it is what it is. You can't take it back, can you? And, and fortunately, um, you know, Daryl was able to continue to play and it was a hor- and horrific injury. But um, yeah, like I said, fortunately, he was able to come back and play and played in a premiership and all, you know, some had a great career. So I'm, I'm thankful for that and thankful that he's such a, a generous person in, in the way he's sort of gone about it when we have crossed paths. Yeah. And I'm saying that a bit tongue in cheek, but seriously, um, and you can attest to this as well, Gibbsy, the way that Bix carries himself as a, as a person um, on the air and off the air as well. We're very lucky to have him at SENSA and it's going to be a really, really exciting year of analysis, but also we're here to have fun. This is what mm. Sports Entertainment Network is all about. So um, he'll be sometimes entertaining, but um, <laughs> it's going to be lots have to of listen fun. for a long time. Or, yeah. <laughs> so for the world of on listeners, yeah, there might be some laughs, but if you're just a you know, little bits and pieces, you might have to wait a while. It's great to have um, a couple of South Adelaide legends in the studio been right here. It has been too long, mate. We will uh, catch you on Tuesday morning. Can't wait. Gibbsy, we uh, are going to be back in a couple of minutes and then I'm probably going to cry because we've got to wrap up the show. It's time. It's oh. time to move aside. I'll get the tissues. 8.20 at <laughs> SENSA. Good morning.